northern fairy tale starts off once upon a time. A southern fairy tale starts off. Y'all ain't gonna believe this shit. <laughs> Cocaine, over 70 pounds. Just waiting for someone to dig it up. I am a dreamer, but I'm not a greedy person. I wanted to take care of my family. We've got a plane, we've got a pilot, and we've got a plan. Let's go get it. I was talking that smack, that drug talk. Say hello to my little friend. What the fuck are you doing right now? Welcome to the Nomcast, the Netflix original movie podcast. I am your host, Andrew Morgan. You can follow the show at NomcastPod on Twitter and Instagram, or you can follow me at JokesOnDrew. This week, we pop open a cold one to take a seat around the campfire to hear one of the most forwarded tales, if I've ever heard one, The Legend of Cocaine Island. This Netflix documentary, originally titled White Tide, The Legend of Culebra, when it premiered at the Tribeca Film Festival, involves all the major Florida elements. White trash, check. Drug addicts, check. Drug dealers, check. Government officials, mm mm-hmm. And oh yeah, an obscene amount of drugs. Throw in a map leading to a treasure worth a couple of million on the street and a slow-motion shot of a drug bus with DJ Shadow playing, and you have most of the plot of this movie. The film is directed, edited, and produced by Theo Love, who previously produced sports shorts for the ESPN series 30 for 30 and directed the true crime doc Little Hope Was Arson. My guests for this episode are experts in everything involving handcuffs and holding cells. Sean Hennessy and Brian Bargainer, who are the co-hosts of the Bullpen Therapy podcast, in which you can hear the most entertaining arrest stories on any pod around And of course, you will hear a lot of arrest stories on this pod, as well as a full breakdown of this epic tale of buried treasure and unbridled stupidity. Hope you guys enjoy the episode. Give it a listen. All right. So I am here with the Bullpen Therapy Boys, Sean Hennessy. Boys. (laughs) Boys. Boys. (laughs) And Brian Bargainer. Yeah, boys. Explain to everybody what your podcast is, because you guys are basically the perfect fit for this movie, if anyone is one. Yeah, I heard Stash. Uh, I saw Stash giving you kudos yeah. on uh, yeah. Facebook. How do you always pair to perfect people? Yeah. We are the, the Sean Hennessy and Brian Bargainer from Bullpen Therapy Podcast. Bullpen Therapy Podcast is basically a comedy podcast where me and Brian sit down and talk arrests and prison with other comedians, sometimes yeah. with just us, sometimes jail Ham Clancy, time. you yeah. know, we mix it up. We do Ham live Clancy's shows. At the live shows all the time, uh, hell fucking yeah. That's right. We do the uh, the live shows. Uh, we got the podcast. Check out Bullpen Therapy, bullpentherapy.com. Yeah. We talk to people about getting ar- comics, mostly, but, you know, people of interest yeah, about their- the live shows, we talk to audience about, like, getting arrested. Yeah. It's like a crowd work show right hell yeah stuff like that but and that's this, all it is handcuffs and holding cells that's right <laughs> that's our big uh fucking slogan i guess yeah oh, sweet yeah but this stemmed from your 
arrest in your prison time. It did, right? yeah. It started the whole podcast started when I was a guest on uh, Luis J. Gomez's real ass podcast, and I talked to them about my main case, my major right. case that ended up getting me the most time. You know, I got six years for for selling drugs for moving drugs around right. you know what i mean well for selling them but uh and I, it was a confidential informant that right. set me up it was you know so it's kind of it's similar to this situation right. you know what i mean yeah. it wasn't you know this is vastly Way different than my situation right. yeah but i mean in the this end is, as they call it this is a unicorn situation. oh my god unicorn yeah. fucking a giraffe <laughs> gang yeah. banging a fucking penguin i don't know I yelled at the tv like that in a good long oh, i was shaking yeah at the I, end i, I turned like, it off halfway and slept on it and then finished it <laughs> i watched it twice this i had to think piece it, it really it, you know it's fucking frustrating it is yeah. frustrating they tried to make the movie uh a larger picture thing than mm. just this guy's story where it's like it's a recession story it's about it makes it more so it's a human uh, human right. interest piece so maybe someone who like was me, it was affected on the drug trade or didn't go to jail or didn't uh have anything like that happen to me but i definitely live closer to to that guy's life i yeah. have a a day job. Obviously, we're all comedians here, but like you know, I have the day job. I have a family. I have a house to 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 deal with. That mm-hmm. if I ever lost my job or if shit hit hard, I don't know what the fuck I. What do, do you do? Well, yeah. What What would you? What do? That's a good question. Yeah. Right. This is an upstanding man. Right. Yep. Is an upstanding guy. He's never had any trouble. He He's owned a, a business, business. Ten years in on his business. Within two years in on his business, he was doing huge hotels. Huge. He was already working for universities. All of a sudden, the floor drops out. Yeah. yeah. He's what do you a builder, right? That's what it is. He was a contractor. Yeah. yeah. So what yeah. do you what do you do? You're a, you're an upstanding guy. You've never dealt in crime, and any means. I mean, everybody's right. committed yeah. crime. Right. There's no way to say I've never ever committed a crime. Well, you've jaywalked. You've done something sure. illegal. Yeah. You whether speed, you do listen, whatever. Yeah. You could scream at yelling at people in under certain circumstances can be construed as a crime. It's yeah. disorderly conduct. It's breach of peace. Sure. It could be threatening. It could be a lot of things. You know what I mean? Yeah. So like to say that you've never committed a crime is ridiculous. Oh, Everybody yeah, you just haven't got caught. Exactly. Well, or it's just not really been worth anybody's time fucking with right. you know what i mean exactly you get some up fucking crazy uppity white lady screaming her fucking tits off in a in a <laughs> fucking walgreens because she has to wait 40 minutes for her prescription right. the cop's gonna get there and be like miss go wait in your fucking car and yeah, shut the fuck it's up not worth their time you know what i mean until yeah. she starts you know spitting at the cop Farms because her Xanax. yeah exactly <laughs> you know she's on her fourth chardonnay and she starts spitting at the cop right well then now now we've got other issues but you know what i'm saying right. like yeah it could happen to anybody, but this is a fucking unique situation because guys really just trying to fucking what's he, what's he trying to do? He's trying to feed his family and shit. Hey, he's you know what to I mean? Get back he, to the life. He, he falls has. on hard Here's times. Story about which may I say, hidden bag of cocaine. Yeah, in Puerto Rico. Well, well that's another we'll, thing we'll I want to talk about. We'll get into the story in a second, but I just wanted to comment on what you were saying, only because this movie, I don't know if it was up to Rodney's own. You know, if it was just his own business, if it was just his own thing, I don't know if he would have done this on his own. But the guilt that his wife lays on him, Mm. that woman, every other thing out of her mouth was like, 
I told him. I told him I wanted to get yeah. back to to where it was. I told him that our new house is as big as our three car garage. I told him. She just complained like, that they were poor. Yeah, they were like we were but rich the and thing. then we were poor. Are they poor? No, because they still they had, had a house, a huge, property. They had a huge property. They had a double wide. Now again, it's well, southern. You know standards versus like I don't know. I mean the house they showed seemed fine. Yeah, it was beautiful. You know? That was my big thing. That was my big thing with the whole movie is that whole in the beginning the marching band scene. Oh mm-hmm. yeah, with yeah. The fucking recession. You yeah. guys are talking about that. I think that is supposed to like humanize him because you're supposed to see like he was a good dude. He had a good business. Right. And then George Bush like nine eleven the economy. <laughs> and then yeah. yeah. Fucking. You know, and then like literally, like I was, just, but, oh my god, the way they were edited it, like that margin, it was. I literally wrote, "This is the most retarded thing I've ever seen." <laughs> like, oh, I'm sorry, you fat fucks can't afford jet skis anymore. Like that's, <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Like, oh, you missed your swimming pool. Jet skis anymore? Like, I'm mean, like, I'm like, I'm having trouble fucking sympathizing. Yeah, yeah. This is not the same as like, say, watching The Big Short down in in Miami no. area, where you're seeing people like just booted out of their homes with no options. Exactly. These guys. Somehow, obviously, sold their fucking house, and they still managed to go get another house. And exactly, they were fi- like the they were surviving. Of quality of life, exactly. Exactly, there was nothing wrong with their life. It no. just wasn't what they had. This is a very different story, and they try to make that guy and this family out to be the that. model for yeah. for for the recession hit. But well, now now then, but at the same time. If you're a if you're a go getter, right? If you because yeah. he said from day one since he was a kid he always wanted better and wanted yeah. more. Now when shit gets stagnant, right, and in in one area, are are you not gonna think to yourself? Forget the wife, right? Just you in your own mind. Sure. Fuck, how am I gonna get back on top? Yeah. How am I gonna get my here. shit? It's a lot of pride. Yeah. And not only that. Now now let's talk about. The, let's talk about the bag, right? Yeah. Real quick. So, so yeah. I'll, All I'll right. Okay. Give story. it a layout because there is something I want to say about this that I think is a very good point. Because so basically the story is if you if you saw the trailer you basically get the idea. The, this friend of Rodney's uh, once they move to the double wide area, whatever that mm-hmm. can be like uh, they call it like watermelon pot or watermelon like something some shit something like that, that yeah. a drunk get together the neighborhood does yeah i know what's funny is as soon as these characters started to pop up the first person i thought of was brian because <laughs> brian used to run a podcast with my gibby. brother called the gibby Hunters. they were gibby yeah. as fuck these people yeah exactly Seriously. now if you want to explain that brian before i get into it's the story it's yeah, so it's just like, gibby is basically just everything that's dumb poor and like not like redneck but like because it can ex- it goes beyond like race, and R- local, and everything. Just, right. like, just a local, a local like, yoko. Dirty and poor. Yeah, like, yeah. Shit. Just and a, you guys it, used to just take all these stories from around from every state and, and like just like like and weird laws and stuff. Mm-hmm. And just like we would dive right. into each state and just like mostly yeah, just like the bullshit like Florida especially. What's what I'm saying? So place. now it's Florida Everyone knows man. The Florida man is like the huge thing. Exactly. Right. So, and this is kind of when the director was looking for a story, he had heard this on the news or it, it spun around and actually got in. I believe there was a big GQ article out before they did the movie. Mm. And I guess he wasn't the guy who did this movie, wasn't even the first person who contacted Rodney about doing a documentary on him. So it started to hit the culture, I guess, in some Absolutely. fashion. Absolutely. It's uh, interesting because it's a crazy story. Well, you so, want to at least hear it. Yeah, you do. Yeah, it's, it's fucking frustrating. Where else are you going to hear some shit like this? Like, now I yeah. know exactly. 
So the story is, is basically uh, a hippie friend of his, Julian, who lives in that area, many, many years ago, I guess 15, 20 years ago, they were estimating, uh, was on a turtle reserve in Puerto Rico with his wife. So... When, okay. Hold on. 15 to 20 years before Rodney, Rodney came into the picture. Sees, yeah, right. So that, we're talking probably the 90s. Some yeah. old-ass cocaine. So, yeah. well, the end of the 90s, yeah. But, I mean, there. that's still cartel era, you know what I mean? Sure. Like, there's a lot of th- those things, like I said, they, ca- they call them white lobsters in yeah. South America and on these islands because they get bales of cocaine that just load up all the fucking time so that's what happens to him he's walking the beaches in this turtle reserve and he sees something floating in the water and essentially it's a waterproof casing full of 70 pounds plus how many kilos is that quick 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 31.8 come on man see man uh, if anyone said hey the metric system is is dead it's all in drugs (laughs) that's it all in drugs and science that's it man it's you can, you ask me a math question, I'll look at you like you yeah. asked me to explain the splitting of an atom. Right. But you put it to me in grams? Yeah, there you oh, go. Oh, Jesus Christ, I'm rain, man. Yeah, man. You yeah. know? So so basically, this guy finds it. And then he decides, instead of going to the cops in Puerto Rico because he didn't trust them, thinks they're corrupt. Well, this isn't the main island, right? This is a separate, this is a very, this is a smaller island off of Puerto yeah, Rico, I, I thought. I, I think, uh, what's it called? Cab... Calubra. Calubra. Calibra. Excuse me. Calabra. Um, yes. Butchering the Spanish language. Yeah, I know. I only took like six years yeah. of Spanish. Listen to white people take eventually. stabs at Spanish names. <laughs> right, exactly. Three white guys <laughs> talking Spanish culture. So the so this guy finds it. He doesn't trust the, the cops in Puerto Rico. And he ends up burying it right next to his trailer uh, where they were staying on the reserve. And 15, 20 years later... He's told this story a million times. Anybody to who listen. in that area, so to anybody to anybody who would like, listen, man, like he probably thought he would get so loaded, and that was his story, mm. right? It was his closer, and and I think part of the most shocking part of this is that he remembered exactly where it was for fifteen to twenty Wouldn't years. You I guess if uh, in that guy's world, listen, I'd be out there every night jerking on. off over that exact plot, right? Are you kidding I'd me? I'd also go back and get it, though. Yeah. Like, I'd probably go back to Puerto Rico. But you saw the guy. He's he's living in the most modest, modest, modest of means. Yeah, he didn't have shoes. shoes. <laughs> yeah. He went once. <laughs> yeah. yeah. To fucking hang out with turtles. Well, fucking, you tell me you can't go again. Now, yeah. his wife was the person working on this turtle reserve. So I don't know if, because you don't see her at all. No. So, no. And I don't. There's 70 pounds of cocaine there. I'll figure it out. Yes. <laughs> yeah, figure it out. Right? Dog, I'll write a cashier's check. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> so, sell so he, one pound and go home. So they tell this story. A million times to everybody. And nobody ever says what you guys are saying. Like, oh, my God, that's there. I have to go do something about this. Because half the time, people don't believe the story in general. No. Right? Because it seems... Too good to be um, true. Yeah, exactly. So I'd be like, yeah, I wish. And then half these people, they're, they're people like Andy, the lead guy, the guy you first see in this, where they're just... 
wasted drug addicts and 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 wasted people mm-hmm. yeah. so he can get to puerto rico he, well, he needs go, the right. rich guy well, yeah he had to hook up with rodney so a guy like rodney who sees an opportunity when he's feeling the yeah, guilt of a- letting his family down post-recession and losing uh you know everything. a lot of business yeah. and and everything with that he decides let's give it a go but or no, well hold on so the way the movie scene makes it seem is that he was still going to try to make this happen, but the way he said it in articles, like if that guy D never said a word to him about this story and that he can try to pull it off for him, he would have never done it. This would have never happened, and he would have just went, that would have been nice and would have never done this thing. Mm. But as soon as somebody goes, I can hook you up and figure this out, boom everything goes in because the one thing the the movie also doesn't say that i saw in the research uh in interviews with this he had he knew that story for seven or eight years before he did this Mm. so the way they make it sound is like that they weren't in that area very long yeah that he kind of just no, moved they there. Did they did say eight years. The wife says did it. They? She's like, like the double oh, plan the was like a one-year plan, plan, six-year year plan, then our two-year plan, then our eight-year right. plan. Because I, I was like literally Good like, call. Oh, fucking cry me a fucking river. Yeah, like, right. Yeah. He chose to fucking live on this. Fu- they, they have tons of land. Yeah, and like, they build something. And the exactly. daughter seems the pretty well company. adjusted and everything else is going on. Like, I don't, I don't feel the desperation. No. I just feel like you want to be rich again. Yeah. And that's 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 something different altogether. But now now let's look at it from this angle. Yeah. What little boy hadn't heard Treasure Island? Oh, totally. And thought, fuck, man. Well, Andy even says X marked the fucking spot, and like because they had the map, like yeah. it's a treasure map where Julian laid it out after they didn't get it the first time, and he came back pissed, right. Yeah. And and so he's like, yeah, I'm definitely going to get it. <laughs> Somehow they miraculously got shovels this fucking time. Yeah. But so they, they make the attempt. So Andy is this kind of is this character. You see him. He's the first guy you see in this. He's he's basically a friend of Rodney's son. He like is that who he is? Never see, by the way. Uh, no, you okay. never see the other son. children. You see none of them. No. Oh, okay, well, they make it seem like he, but well, well, that one, the daughter. It's because they're not with right, this you woman. See the daughter. Yeah, but the other like, two are like from their other other marriages. other marriage. Oh, so that's right. they don't talk about them. I don't know how old they are. I don't know any of this. Obviously, but this Andy. Andy's all right, this, now the I, it seem like he befriends. He's a fucking like, junkie. Fucking burnouts though. Well, yeah, they make it. They, they lay it out where they say one of his strays because they make it seem like he's this altruistic guy who tries to get people. Yeah, yeah. Takes in the strays. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Well. I well, he might he be. is, but it's also the connect was was that he was he could one get it off his son's friends, yeah. and then he tries to help him and befriends him over time, and then Andy, because he's a drug addict and a little life, he has a roommate who is D, this character that you see who has a skull bandana yeah. mask over his face, yeah. and and he's the guy who's gonna put all the pieces together because he's the. He's the crime life guy. He's, he's the not white guy. He's the Sean Hennessy yeah. in this. In, in no, this I would never tell on anybody for no. I got caught with. I don't care how many oxies, don't man. Spoil I'm it. taking that. Well, well, he said, why is he wearing a mask? Okay. Here, here's a few. Gave things, it up right away. You guys know yeah. a little bit more about this life and 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 sentences and all these other things. So he said he was looking at life. 
They're lying. For, for how much? What well, he said, they didn't need Florida to tell three him. Strike. Florida three strike. Right. Okay. He could uh, very well be saying. telling the truth. Uh, well, certain states have a... Problem, but they're easier to get in Florida. Like A lot of people go down there and buy them and then come up But it doesn't It doesn't right. even matter that he got caught with oxys. It's a, there's no charge for possession of oxycontin. The charge would either be uh, possession of a narcotic or right. possession mm-hmm. of a prescription pill not in a proper container. Right. right? What about so, intent to sell? Well, there would be an intent to sell just traffic, based on yeah. amount of, you know, volume. That, right. that That's... Or if it's bagged up separately, you could have three in right. three separate bags with a couple bucks in right. a ba- in a bigger roll top bag, and they're like, "Well, that's clearly packaged for for distribution." Sure. You have it in a separate bag, they're like, "It's packed for distribution." Pretty they much. Always go out of their yeah, way of course, of course, and they yeah, every time. But so this guy gets caught in a pinch. All he has to do is because. Uh, I was charged under the persistent offender statute. Okay. So what that meant was under my last. Um, in 2009, when I got arrested for another narcotics trafficking charge, right. I uh, was going to court, going to court. They wanted to give me a whole bunch of time. I ended up, my lawyer worked it out so I would plead under the persistent offender stat- statute, right. right? So what that means is I was a persistent narcotics offender, right? Right, And that means I was, you know, I was admitting to this instead of being, you know, having it flung upon me. Right. And that meant if it happens again... I get charged as a career criminal right. and a habitual offender, and that in itself can carry 15 years right. before we've even gotten to the charges. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. So that's Connecticut's version of the three strikes law. Okay. Okay? So in Florida, it's probably a legitimate you know, three or, you know, he could have a, an assault charge and two drug cases. Right. Well, that's their drug case. Right. It yeah. doesn't matter if you have three felonies. It has to be three of the same felony. You have to be committing the I same see. offense yeah. to be like, all right, well, he's not changed. Right. There's he's no change to his behavior. Right. You know I what mean, I mean? You could shoot people down there and pretty much get away with it. Uh, yeah, I mean, they Florida take gun is, crimes really seriously. Well, what's funny is mm, that you see two guys. Your ground is really like. Well, you get like away with shootings. And then so they hit you and then you shoot them. You get right. away with Those shootings, but if bags. you don't get away with it, like, like if you do a crime with a gun, you're going to get smoked down there. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's what's interesting, right? So, and, and especially even as far as the drug thing goes, you have two guys on two s- different sides of the fence with a guy like D who is set up and he's basically looking at a very long stretch if he doesn't slip the handcuffs and get caught again and then end up rolling and trying to give up a big fish. And then at the end of this, not to go too far ahead, but Rodney gets bailed out by another Florida law that is basically a safety valve, as they call it, for first-time offenders that don't fit the the bill the as bill. Like a, a habitual criminal. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, that doesn't seem like he's a pro at this. So it's so funny that these two guys are even in the same world, yeah. let alone are connected and going to do this large exactly. treasure hunt. Exactly. Uh, but well, obviously... And this is where it falls apart for me. Right. This is where I, I I saw holes in it from Jump Street, but I'm okay. looking at it from a criminal perspective. Like I was I, gonna say, holes like so you don't believe the it. story, I'm, or I'm holes. not even a criminal and I see holes I, in it. Yeah, I mean, I couldn't see holes like you. If you were Rodney, you'd see all this coming, or holes like you don't believe this story because there's holes. No, if I mean, like if I was Rodney, I would have seen right. these issues. 
arising. Well, and okay, yeah, go ahead. Uh, old Cubano made a great point. <laughs> yeah, you know what I'm saying. He's like I thought when he when he's talking about uh, Carlos, who we haven't really mentioned yet. Yes, who I was confusing with uh, Los Cubanos. <laughs> yeah. Um, I thought they were the same person, the but now it makes sense. Well, no, I, I didn't really understand that because I didn't really pay much attention to the flashbacks. Right. And they really just had him in the flashbacks, the flashy shoes and shit. Like, yeah. I, I didn't really like pay. I smoke a lot of weed. So um, <laughs> this is the thing, though. He. All right. So he's not a criminal. And, and the guy says with the mask. People kill over ten thousand yeah, dollars in the streets. One hundred. You don't think I'm going to kill you over two million. Right. Now I'm not like I, yeah he said like, I'll if kill this went through like if he never got pinched he still would have done it oh he was gonna kill him yeah of course taking him out yeah. I'll kill you for two million right I'll yeah. kill you for two hundred thousand you know what I'm saying yeah. you right now you got two hundred <laughs> I'll kill you right no I'm saying though like it's not I wouldn't kill you guys no I'm just I I'm speaking in <laughs> hyperbole I mean, I just money though yeah, yeah. Sure. no I'm so obviously weird. obviously I'm speaking in yeah. hyperbole right. but what I'm saying is is like it's not like to First of all, to think that you're going to be able to trust, and and as soon as I heard him say that about Carlos, yeah. I was so like, oh, you fucked, up. So yeah, yeah. you fucked up. You fucked up. You fucked up. And he had fucked up with me early on when he says, oh, we went down the first time. And old oh boy God. gets dope sick because he forgot his shit. And they buy $100 Yeah, that seemed too quick. Now, you f- well, he fucked up. And they didn't Why are you shovels? fucking with this junkie? Well, th- well those are the little he's things. He's so dumb. He doesn't even get it. Yeah. I mean, those are little things. Like the shovel. Well, he's also this type of guy who seems like a boss man and not a worker man. That too. So he's basically utilizing Andy as this kind of like secondary worker. Exactly, and I and I can't do this. And I get his his theory and thought behind it. He's a junkie. He's a criminal. I'll feed him his drugs, and I own him. I'll control that person. Sure, but you can never truly own a soulless person. You know what I mean? You (laughs) can't control that person. Right, drugs control that person. Sure, you'll never get loyalty out of that person. And and you control is one thing, but loyalty is a whole nother. Sure. You want to have a bit even... of both in that situation. And this is the thing. I think the only reason it ever came together is because this was the type of dude who says, I put together multi-million dollar jobs. Right. This is nothing different. It's the it's... arrogance and mixed with the But doesn't think to get a shovel or try twice to get a shovel. Tries like one time. Well, this is the like, thing. He's, he's not on the ground level anymore. He doesn't realize the basics He's just used together. to have, yeah. That well, this He's is used to project managing is very different from doing the stuff yourself, and that's why I think, as you see at the end, not to skip too far ahead, when he's doing like Habitat for Humanity stuff, he actually is back on the ground level and can kind of feel understand the pulse of these things. Although, again, you don't see him pick up a fucking shovel in those montages either. No, he's going, Super. hey, you little kid, yeah. go do this. Hey, you yeah. go do. But that. and this is the other thing though, like that made sense to me. That isn't what stuck out to me like it stuck out to you because to me, A, I wouldn't, I wouldn't want to arouse suspicion by asking people for a shovel. Right. Old boy has been telling everybody and their mother about this cocaine in the ground. Why sure. are these gringos coming down here looking for a shovel? And that's the point that the guy made. You, right. you, you, they were fucking with you because you're gringos down there. Right. Hell you yeah. got to get some people that will fit in, you know, 
and jive with the community that that nobody will look twice at. Right. You know what I mean? They bring their donkey out there, load that motherfucker up, and walk him right the fuck out. Like they right. just brought him for some water. You All know right. what I'm saying? So let's just pause for a second to to kind of fill in the listener. If you if you're obviously if you haven't seen this movie, we're fucking this up for you. But if you see it, you know obviously uh, I just want to kind of bring it back to the intro to Carlos and trying to figure out who this guy is. So to me. When he's describing this guy and the interaction he has with this guy, I did not believe him to be a fucking overreaching drug lord in any way. Number one, why is he meeting with Rodney? There is no fucking way that he's doing one-on-one. Red flag, red flag, red yeah. flag. You know what I and mean? And then he's, the way he's dressed and the way he comes off, he's comparing him to the Scarface, which, by the way, if you want to talk about one of the funniest parts is that Yo, he kept getting to Tony Montana's off name I wrong. I couldn't do the podcast because something came up. Like, oh. What was happening? Because like, he, like, he couldn't even do a fucking Tony Montana impression. He didn't like, call him Tony Montana. He, no. he called him like Tony Montoya or something. Yeah, Montana. Yeah, exactly. Something like that. Yeah, he I've just couldn't it even get multiple times like cool. It's not a good movie. And then he shows no, him coming not. up off it's the way coke. Too long. Well, and this is the other thing. When I was confusing that guy with the Cuban, yeah, it made more sense why they had contact. Yeah, because it was the junkie connected. Right, exactly. So that was all kind of jiving, right? But yeah, how now, did he jump up that many levels that he gets a face to face with this guy? And again, exactly shady. So what red do you flag, do? red. Those are always if it nine times out of ten, if it's an over boisterous person, there if it you can always tell if someone's trying to impress. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. And if you're a cop in that situation, you're going over the top. Yeah. They are. They do. You know what I mean? Yeah. Even the really good actors can still they they I've encountered many undercover cops in my day there's right. been times where i've just been there was a time not long ago going to a comedy show sitting in my car on the side of the road in harford and a white guy walks up to me you know trying extra hard to buy some drugs and i'm like bro i'm here for a comedy show fuck off right um <laughs> sullies um <laughs> shout out to harford baby exactly just be a homeless vagrant there though yeah but it's like no no you could tell oh uh, you could you could and they say do you have it, a good spot for it do, like do you have do they have tells that you're you're that are pretty obvious absolutely listen anybody who's spent time around an actual drug addict right <laughs> yeah seriously you could tell right oh away oh my god you have the 11 minute speech that yeah. comes before that you <laughs> ask you for drugs when you just wish they would just ask you for like, drugs <laughs> right and like i said i grew up around drugs i grew up around crime i grew up around you know what i mean this is right. what i'm used to so Second like nature it, it's also what they call first, nature. first nature honestly right, yeah. like and and this is what i was gonna say is is like rodney to him, this is foreign, and that's why it was bungled from the jump. You right. know what I mean? It was he's not he knows nothing of this world, and that's why this dude was like, I was gonna fucking kill him. Yeah. And take that money. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because no shit he was gonna do. Obviously yeah. he's gonna do that. Yeah, in essence, him, yeah. the way it played out, Rodney got the best thing that ever could have happened to him. Yeah, a great story, story, 60 days in jail, he and he's got to do five years in Habitat for right, Humanity. Right, doing stuff that he's already done, that just serving the community. 20 hours a week. Right. It's it's completely... Uh, I got six years in prison. Right. And that's why... For way less. Right. So we'll, we'll advance this. the coke for like six seconds, though. <laughs> 
That's true. He didn't even get to do any, like, and have his, like, big scar face. He didn't even do any. He got this kid to buy him some shitty weed in Puerto Rico, and he was happy as a pig and shit. Yeah. You know what I mean? I I just... Oh, that was great. It was trash. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, shut up. You're dope sick. (laughs) (laughs) Be thankful, you piece of shit. And be thankful you didn't get pinched in Puerto Rico because you obviously stood out in that area so much that you were so... You were like, I can't buy a shovel, but I'm going to buy pot from this kid over here. Yeah. And just try to get through. It's like, Why don't what? You find the fucking farm where that weed came from and get a fucking shovel. Yeah, yeah exactly. Right. Exactly. But it's like, well, that doesn't really stick out because he sent the junkie kid and he went and he said, I found some skater kids and asked him for yeah. some pot. So it's like, eh. But if I'm telling you, that man. That makes more sense. That's what they should have done from the gut. Is yeah. Like make like you just make friends. Like that. That's but what you do. So at this point, though, because they yeah, failed to need asylum too. They failed to get the cocaine. Mm-hmm. Here's oh, where yeah. the story gets the worst, dumbest switch in the history. Like the bells that should have gone off. The most naive person when they get into the airport and they get searched for a half hour for everybody on that plane mm, small plane too and you're freaked out and you go back and you're like i'm over it that's where the movie should have ended yep i get the fascination with trying to get this done i understand all these things that let up if you're a naive guy with a dream and wanting to do this like a fucking indiana jones of type drugs. shit yeah but like once you get in over your head to that level that you're like, oh, shit, I really dodged a bullet because I didn't do what I came here to do. Call it quits. You, well, dumbass. They were you have a family. Over, they were in over the head when they couldn't find a fucking shovel. <laughs> yeah. I know. But that's my point. And then they come back and it's like they immediately get searched. So it's yeah. like, OK, well, that was the second trip looking for us. No, That was exactly. the second trip where they got searched. Yeah, that was right. the second trip. They, they got searched and then they actually got a shovel the, and, then right. they and they did a bit of digging. The ground wasn't good. Right. So I because yeah, the government ended up back going it out of the ground. Dig a fucking hole to save their fucking lives. Yeah, yeah. So there was their own fucking graves. Yeah. <laughs> and then so which is amazing, though, because right? Julian did it. What are you thinking? He buried it six feet in the ground like it's a, a grave? No. No. But no. I mean, it's 15, 20 years. That's obviously. what I was going to say. The soil time. probably changed but, quite a bit. But in still, that I'm time. sure it was a shallow area. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. But again, it's like he these guys had no idea what they were up with. This junkie's just thinking... That's a lot of coke, man. Yeah, well, think about holes I can die off it's of hard that. To dig a hole. Yeah. It is hard to dig a hole. Sure. It is hard to dig a hole. But what's interesting is that how many times is the drug addict the voice of reason? I was praying we didn't find that coke. Like, no. Because he would have done it all. Yeah. (laughs) He would have just like fucking done an upside down snow angel fucking pile. Exactly. Yeah. He was like, I was, yeah, he was, well, true. Cause, and then they got, they got searched too. So they, they obviously, cause they didn't find it. They didn't bring it back. So they don't get pinched in the search. He comes back and, People are blowing up his phone, and he's just like, I'm going to ignore it. I'm going to ignore it. Great impulse, dumbass. Great impulse. Just should have kept on doing it. And instead, what does he do? He mm-hmm. answers the goddamn phone. Of course he does. And and now he's in deeper. He's in more meetings. He's he's got. He thinks he's got someone who's going to do it for him. Oh, man, what a relief. No, you idiot. This should be again. How many times is he saying that? A small thing where he's like, I don't know 
what makes me the kind of guy to trust you to mm. go down there and not do this all over I himself? I thought he was going to Like, that's off. the least of your problems. I think that guy was a cop, but I definitely thought he was like, I was like, I would not just. That was the only leverage he had. Exactly. It was you like, knew where right, it was. It's like, all right, this is to make it easier. It's like the fucking part in Blow. Yes. Where uh, fucking Johnny Depp introduces fucking Pee Wee Herman to yeah, the fucking yeah. guy. To yeah. Carlos Leader, yeah. It's the exact moment where he fucks himself. Yeah. Right. Where he fucks it. You never. That, he is the connect between them. He was right. the middle. He was a That's glorified it. middleman. That's all he was. That's all he a got, drug dealer really was. He fucked himself well. out. And then yeah. he fucked himself out as soon as he got rid of the map. He was that between the map and that guy. Exactly. So you never tell what you like, pay. What? Right. You never tell where you get. You know what I mean? These right. are things you keep close to the vest. Especially you know what I mean? a guy like this. That's all. All you have. That's it. It's not like you can rely on your your long history of drug dealing and, and exactly with these upper level. Exactly. Connects. You can't weasel your way out of it. Well, that. and that's the other thing is how does fucking dickhead D even know this guy? You know what yeah, I mean? Like, how do you how do you have the connect? Because he seemed like a, a two bit mid level fucking street pusher to me. Yeah, right. you know what I mean. That's all he was. But again, yeah. when Rodney's desperate to get someone to push this, but when him. you are so far removed from that world, right? Someone coming throwing a couple hundred oxycontins in front of you, or a couple ounces of, yeah. of cocaine. That's a big weight. You yeah. know what I mean? Ten grand. It looks like a lot. You know what I mean? Yeah. Oh, you must be big in this industry. Yeah. You know what I mean? But people don't understand. No, that, that guy's fucking low level. Yeah. That guy's nothing. This is re-up. That's, yeah, nah. that's everything he's ever had in his life. Those yeah. four ounces of cocaine, that's nothing. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it's like... Wait a second. I'm just realizing something. Andy... And that guy D that snitched on everybody, they were roommates? Yeah. Originally, yeah. So why the fuck would Andy ever say, hey, you know who should we should ask for help? My roommate D who got arrested like six months ago. Well, he no. doesn't ask him for help. Andy tells him the story that Rodney told him. Like, basically, everybody's... Knows so he's just a story. Blabbermouth. Yeah. Right. Well, he got arrested in the interim of this happening. He got arrested while all this was Six going on. Right. Prior to coming to together. Go, he just right. forked it over. He's like, I'll tell you about two two fucking six months. Six right. months before the coke actually, the, the, the government brought it here. Right. He was arrested. So they had been working on it for like a year at that point, right? Because they had made one six, trip. It was, yeah, it was six months prior to... It was he was arrested six months prior, and then he sets all this up over time and mm -hmm. tries to catch him in this fish. Which again, catching him and and how this is set up, this is the big thing after after the involvement. Now we're kind of like tuned in and we're and we're seeing, you know, once Carlos makes the overtures to get the drugs out of Puerto Rico and into the States mm. and to, and to make all this happen. There's a few other weird things. One thing <laughs> I got tickled by, it. I don't, again, red flag after red flag. He sends you an email. I know of a picture of unearthed cocaine. cocaine. Like, who the fuck sends it? What drug dealers on an email going, Hey man, found your shit. It's like, um, no. no, that is not how that went down. And if it did, holy shit, this is not red a, flag. A, a exactly. Drug dealer. This is not a guy who has big experience doing this. That is not how that shit would have went down. No, absolutely not. This is the thing. 
and if he was as high level of a drug dealer as that he was trying to portray himself to be, yeah. he wouldn't be personally involved in any of this. Oh, that's what you I got said a fucking plane, yeah. bro. Yeah, dealing with D makes sense. Kicking it up those multiple notches to get to a guy like what Carlos is supposed to be, absolutely not. Also, no way in fuck could Andy or D have gotten off thirty-two kilos of cocaine? Yeah, never would have happened. No, never. No. Never would have happened. It kind of reminds me. Oh, what in a, they do with it? They would have fucking gotten. They would have they probably shot through. I'm assuming they, they're intravenous because look at them. They probably would have shot through. A, a kilo is 2.2. That's 1,000 grams. 2.2 pounds. Two right. pounds, four ounces. 36 motherfucking ounces. Yeah. That's a lot. And think about it. This is pure uncut cocaine. Supposedly. Well, if it's coming from South America, it's pure uncut cocaine. Well, all right. So I'll, I'll jump a few things ahead. So in the trial and in, in discovery of all these, the cocaine was not even pure. No? No. So that's one thing they don't mention in this whole thing. So it didn't come from South America. No. And in fact, the, way, the way they listed it, it was gets- that it was government pack. And so that's why this whole thing gets even fucking creepier hmm. if you dig into the research. Because so the way that's why some people say they never went and got that coke at all. Let me see, because I have it in my research here somewhere. I believe they said only of the 70 something pounds, like only two pounds was actual cocaine. One kilo. And it was on, it was you know, degraded so much from 15, 20 years or whatever that the usable amount of actual cocaine, he would have never, like, they would have had nothing to really distribute. I thought that the whole time, too. Mm. The, the years of and yeah. just sitting. In a bag, in, yeah. Right. All right, yeah. see, because you, if there's one kilo of actual viable cocaine out of 30 Two thirty one point eight kilos sure, yeah. in seventy pounds. If there's only two pounds, one kilo of usable cocaine, that's not even that. that I don't even know where that would have come from. This is the thing: when you cut coke, cutting coke is is not like you can't. You know, you get say it's coming. Say we get some cocaine right here in Connecticut, right? right? Say I get nine ounces. You know what I mean? A eighth of a key, a quarter right. of a key. Eighth of a key is four and a half. A quarter of a key is uh, nine ounces. So let's say we get nine ounces and we decide, all right, let's, you know, let's cut it. So what can, what do you, what do you, how much cut do you think we'd be able to put on those nine ounces? Two and a Q. That's it. A 16th of a kilo, two and a quarter ounces. That is it. 56 grams. That's all you're going to be able to put on that nine ounces. You know what I mean? Because it's already stepped on. I think all our listeners are getting paper What are you going to use, Sean? Baby laxative? No, no, you don't use. What kind of bullshit is this? No, 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 no. There's all different types of shit, but BVD rock, anacetol, acetone, and and you need a vice or a press so you can re-rock it because... People think, oh, it's you know, oh, it's all rocked together. It must be amazing. Right. Co- no, that doesn't mean anything. That means the guy who you got it from had a fucking press. That's all right. it means. He yeah. had a vice. That's it. Because right. all Sometimes you do it means something. I mean, okay, yeah. guarantee it, it doesn't. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, chances the chances of that are very slim. Because by the time, whoever's get, bringing the coke into Connecticut in mass. 
yeah. they're stepping on it, right? right? Yeah. Then they're pushing it down to, say, this guy's bringing in 100 keys, right? He's pushing off 10, 10, 10, 10, 10. Right. Well, he cuts it one time. Well, now all of those people cut right. those one 10. Right. Now they put off one key to 10 people. That yeah. guy cuts it. Now he cuts that key up. I feel like they brought that up in the movie where it was like, even if you bring this amount back, this amount is worth one number but mm-hmm. then what they'll actually end up distributing it for yeah. if they're well, truly they were, they were doing what they're gonna wholesale it or not right exactly yeah. well you'd have to i mean i you there's yeah, no that, way that you're breaking sure. down 32 keys yeah. in fucking balls and dubs and 60 pieces you sure. know what i mean what do you really that's i also find it interesting how they would get that on the 32,000. if yeah, it can handle that much more weight like that, you know yeah because they had other people on that plane, which was very bizarre, too. Like, they had all these people yeah. on the runway, like, looking at their Well, stuff. that was just their travel plane. That was right. just a little... Uh, yeah, but were you... Who, they were... Taking well, he back? said they were never going to bring it back. Right. They were always going to try to find a boat or a fucking plane. Right. They should have went with a boat. This is where he fucked up. Yeah, there's right? a lot of things. Here. Oh, the millions of... Pl- Growing up in Florida, I mean, there's so many things that are wrong with <laughs> Poor this. Poor choices along the way. But this is where he fucked up. I, I love stories like this, man. The, the, the Dutchman's gold yeah, and yeah. all the shit like that. I love shit like this. Well, you what's know what funny I mean? is that uh, when they originally interviewed D, the first thing out of his mouth was like, yo, is this going to be like cocaine cowboys? Because like, I guess that's, you know, it's Miami, it's Florida folklore, exactly. cocaine stories, but that's on like a much bigger level oh, than my all God. this garbage. This is just making fun of a horrible man's situation. situation. Yeah. But the, I mean, this is the thing. I, I loved all those stories. And if you listen to the tale of the Dutchman's gold, right? Mm. The guy, this guy had a crazy gold vein out in Utah or Nevada or somewhere out in the fucking superstition mountains or whatever. Right. And it was the most pure gold vein in the world. And he never, he killed all these people to keep from getting to it. Told this kid where it was on his deathbed. This kid spent his entire life looking for it. His son spent his entire life looking for it. Now, right. you know what I mean? And, but the guy always said, if you find it, keep it moving. Right. Because people are watching you. Right. You, you double back, you circle it, you make sure you're, you're not being followed, right. you find a absolutely fail-safe, fail clandestine way out of there, yeah. to, you don't tell nobody, cover it dark. These guys went no in plan. there, no, they went in there like, oh, we're American, we do the fuck we want. Well, okay. it's kind of like... That is the American way. They just figured... Nobody knows why we're there. Nobody knows what we're looking for. So you don't have to be as covert. He's I, to- guess, I mean, that is still you go into an impoverished area right. with a legend like of two million dollars in the fucking ground. Right. That they can't do shit with. Yeah. What the fuck are they going to do with it? Right. It ain't worth shit down there. No. This is the thing. A kilo of cocaine in Bogota or in fucking Medellin back when oh, Pablo was doing worthless. his fucking thing. Right. Right. Five thousand dollars. Yeah. By the time it hit Miami, fifty. Right. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. It, it, it's not. It's not worth shit down there. Right. Once yeah. they get it here. Well, Escobar got it. Was a fucking smuggler first. It's all. It's, it's just paying the route to get it there. He well, right. he was a smuggler of of anything. TV, cigarettes back in the day. Like yeah. he, they were just. They had old school okay. smuggling I've routes. Seen American made. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Well, Good fucking. Movie, by the way. 
Oh, Barry Seal. That's, that's yeah. their uh, bootlegging, you know. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's what they they had to do it, and it was all it was a war well, torn country. Whole, like airplane hangar full of all that shit that he yeah. kept running for Escobar. Well, eventually. Yeah. yeah. But I mean, they fought. Yeah, in fucking uh, Bill Clinton's backyard, right? Yeah. That was a whole big deal. Yeah. That was Whitewater. That was that whole Whitewater thing. Yeah, they don't tie it very well in the movie, but no. yeah, it is that bad. Yeah, I've seen documentaries about it, but this is yeah. the thing. Like, it's not. It's I, dude. I was locked up when I was doing my stretch, and I had this uh, this cellmate, and he had uh, been on the run for eleven years. He had pulled this huge uh, check scam that was, you know, worth hundreds of thousands, if not a million dollars. You know what I mean? He really. He was good at logistics. He was good at planning things. He could pull things off. Right. You know, he was good at shit like that. Right. You know what I mean? He was he was an organizer. Right. Whereas I was good at other things. You know what I mean? Like I had connections to narcotics traffickers and the drug world and things like that. Right. And we would talk in our cells and we would, you know, I knew I grew up on, you know, my grandpa was a doctor. He had a sailboat. He, you know, so we talked about getting a sailboat and sailing down to South America and making a false bottom out of fiberglass and (laughs) fucking loading it up with Coke and coming back up here. And we'd only have to do it twice. You know what I mean? But this is the thing. You're never going to do it twice. Right. You know how many times I've said, oh, I got to just I got to grab this, just make a quick flip. And right. I'm just going to take that profit and be good. Yeah. Never happens. No, no it somebody. never no. happens that way. Right. And, and, and this is, it's because, and this is the thing. It's like, you know, I'm trying to, I'm, you know, I'm trying to do things different now. I'm trying to, you know, be a, a normal person, but it's like, this is what I grew up knowing. You know what sure. I mean? I grew up like when I was, I started selling weed at 11, you know, first right. time I smoked, I was 10, right. you know what I mean? With my mom. So it's like. You know, this is the shit that I'm used to. Right. So it's not like, whereas for you, it would be if you lost your job or shit hit the skids, it'd be like, oh, what do I do? What do I do? Right. You know, you would probably take a job flipping burgers at McDonald's sure, yeah. before you would ever hit, you know, Albany Avenue with some crack and start <laughs> right. pumping cane. Right. Yeah. I think the exact opposite. Right. You know what I mean? That's like the immediate fallback. It's the immediate fallback. Yeah. It is what I know I can do and I know I can provide for myself with right you know what i mean without question yeah any any time i need sure. you know and that's and that's not a good way to to think you know i'm trying to you know i haven't been arrested in 10 years i've been doing really good right and uh you know trying to stay out of trouble you know right. what i mean i'm not perfect you know but you do what you can yeah. you know what i mean like shit like i said i had the cops called on me today because i yelled at somebody but <laughs> Yeah, I mean, yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, it's fucking. This guy got out of his element. You know what right. I mean? Must must have watched the town one too many times or something like that. <laughs> oh my god, See, Scarface! He watched Scarface. Yeah, yeah. Too many times. Uh, you know the anything? Yeah, exactly. Any yeah. you know any any one of these movies that, that Puerto Rico? That's like exactly. Right? Yeah. yeah. So so now we see we're at this point to where Carlos gets him on the horn, D sets it up, same thing where it's like, listen, we'll solve all your problems. Again, another red flag where like, why wouldn't you have yeah. done that in the first place? Goes down, volunteers to right. dig up the cocaine. Huge red shows flag. Shows him the email, email of a fucking, of the unearthed 
thing, which it's literally the plot of Breaking Bad. He yeah, basically, like the fake picture with the money. Right. Well, <laughs> they basically uh, the the undercover cops who they had on this said he was a combination of Walter White and Walter Mitty, mm. where uh-huh. it's like you know, kind of this naive dreamer, but also yeah, trying it's to like get Walter White into wasn't the a genius. Yeah. No, but at like least a white he, guy. It's like I'm down on my luck. I just need money if I right. just fucking flip this shit real quick. Right. His thing, uh, Walter White's thing, is more portrayed as like a guy who just doesn't get enough respect for how smart and and how good how good of a person yeah. and everything else, and and isn't appreciated and obviously is dealt a shitty hand. Oh no, Breaking with, Bad's with, a perfect show. I never talk shit about. Oh no, no no no! But I'm saying this guy. This guy's a dumb. Fuck. Nowhere fucking near that. No. The only Walter White. He's ham in a Hawaiian shirt, like just bunches of, like. Deli yeah. sliced ham, yeah, with glasses, <laughs> and he's out and about. Yeah. Mm. So, so Carlos, you know, uh, does this very nice thing for him, which where he's like, "I'll go deliver this for you. I'll get it back." Because who here. wouldn't? Who right. wouldn't bring two million dollars and deliver it? Right. Exactly. I'm to some keep fucking yokel because I'm a businessman. Are you fucking kidding me? No way. All the bells should have been going off, but he's. You know, if I'm not. Afraid that you're gonna murder me over that? Yeah. Why the fuck would I give it to you? Rodney is from the school of like he looked me in the eye. He looked eye. me. We shook my hand. Shake. Yeah. He he's that guy. He's Bought like a me a beer. Sitcom version yeah. of this. Yeah. It's like no, you're gonna get played and he you're gonna like die. Like a cop. He acted like a cop. Yeah. Like exactly. All proper and like polite and had no, because no cop right. would even do that either. No. The cop would. The cop was looking him in his face like you dumb son of a bitch. Yeah. 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 They they had a this is the thing though with this story, even even Rodney kind of gets a good chuckle out of all this. Like he's kind of telling he this story, with it. right? You don't know the story until the end, mm. but he's kind of laughing his way through all this shit until about uh, maybe around this part when of they the show story, the red dots on his right, chest. Exactly. Which, by the way, perfect use of fucking DJ Shadow and Run the Jewels. <laughs> yeah, I love that song, and it's it's out in a lot of things right now. It's on like every trailer, and it's in fucking commercials. But man, do I love that song! Oh like, no, that was great. I was like, yo, that was dude. It was dope. funny because when that scene came on, the guy's standing there in a white shirt, and he's got all these dots all over him. Yeah, yeah. and uh, my girl was watching it with me, and she goes, "Oh, that's nothing." She goes, remember when the feds kicked in that door in Waterbury? She goes, you looked like you had chicken pox. <laughs> I've never seen nothing like that. Right. Yeah, man. It was, yeah, this yeah. is that high level of yeah. an operation. Yeah. 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 Well, once he gives them the map, it really like. You're go, done. Oh, it going. comes together. Like, yeah. Literally, they're like, okay, like we got it. Come meet me at this fucking place. Yeah. They already and had like, guys down there with a bulldozer. That's what you're saying. And then he's like, it's in my car. Go get it. Which is a huge, like this car with nothing near it. He's like, yeah. Like, no, fucking just so. No, fucking you're coming weird. with me. Same right. time, Come with same me. everything. No, yeah. you're. Po- I, I, I'm at a house or in a parking garage. Yeah. That I know we can't be surveilled in. Sure. You know what I mean? Your car and show me something. Like, don't. I'm gonna buy this fishing rod. Fuck you. Fuck. Right. Or yeah. I'm taking that car. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, like I you're taking mine. I'm taking yours. Right. That would be that's how too, because that just sounds like you're gonna get pulled over. That's true too. You are. Yeah, although, but then he gets hit like fucking immediately. Although I mean, either way, he sense. opens the trunk. The cops fucking I, light him up. I will say, as a guy who doesn't run in these areas but only surveys it through movies, basically movies and television, the the public place thing where I was like, oh okay, that makes sense. But as soon as it was like, I'm parked. 
way out of the way like nobody's around and there's like nobody in this parking lot and you could tell as soon as he was like listen you need to come meet me it's or i'm leaving the country he says i'm gonna leave the country he like forces this guy's hand to like immediately act he tells him that oh come to this place no now come to this place like he's changing the meat he's doing Mm -hmm. all these things and it's like how many I Any reasonable person would be like, I'm, I'm getting set up. I'm that getting 100%. That is exactly how I got yeah. set up the very last time I went to jail. What? Because they, the they changed the location at yeah. the last minute. Yeah. And I was already at the other location. Right. Right? And they changed the location at the last minute. From there to there, right? And Whatever. I, for yeah. some reason, was like, fuck it, go. <sighs> I knew I shouldn't. But yeah. I, I needed I needed to make that I I didn't even really need to I really didn't but I I was in a pinch I was trying to right you didn't think he was fucking setting you up I really I didn't he was supposed to be this fucking like you know big influential fucking uh, person right in the in the you know what I mean and he was at one point in time you know what I mean but apparently things had changed in his life right and um. You know, so the, the the meeting place changes. I fucking go to jump in the car. All of a sudden, bang. Right. The car gets surrounded. They said they saw me walk across the parking lot with the drugs literally just in the palm of my hand. Right. So just a massive bag of narcotics. Nice. I'm just walking through a parking lot with uh. it. And uh, so they searched the car and they, they found some stuff, but they didn't find the rest of it. Thank God. Right. Um, because I had it in stash cans. I had it in different stash cans. Yeah. They found the stash. They found the uh, WD-40 because the bottom wasn't, it was not properly screwed on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because I was trying to, you know, yeah. when the guy was coming up, I was trying to throw something in there and I screwed the bottom on and threw it under the seat. Ah. But there was a bunch of other like tools and stuff. But the other stash cans were a Pringles case and things like that right. in a bag of actual groceries. Oh, okay. Bang. You were nice. never going to find those. Right. So, yeah. you know, they found the one thing acted like they had just busted this guy with the 32 keys. You know right. what I mean? And fucking, you know. Ah. Yeah, exactly. And, so Are that's you saying there's a bag of groceries somewhere. No, <laughs> hell no. Are you saying there's a food pantry? Right that's how I almost. <laughs> that's how I al- Arizona iced tea. Yeah. No, that's how I almost <laughs> made bail. Yep. <laughs> Thing of tennis balls, just <laughs> full of cocaine somewhere. Is that Martin Lawrence? Movie? All right. No, he was so. Right. <laughs> so we're getting pretty late on on the pod. So there's two things I wanted to cover with you guys, especially because you deal in these stories, you deal in in these laws, you know kind of the the landscape. Two things. Number one, a big thing at the end of this is complaint about entrapment. Entrapment. I've been wanting to say that word this whole fucking show. And I got to say, just as a peripheral guy, that sounds like fucking entrapment. It was super entrapment because he wouldn't even have... He just gave them a map. Yeah, he would have never... For all they know, he reported a crime. Right. Yeah, Yeah, because basically, like I said, if Car- if he doesn't answer that phone from Dean and Carlos when he gets back after they get searched and everything else, if they don't volunteer to dig up those drugs, mm-hmm. there is no... There Story. is nothing. It's it, done. It, it, at minimum, it's a way, way, way lesser charge. For like conspiracy, conspiracy to possess narcotics. Right. That's the only thing they could have banged him on because right. he did try to go get it twice. And he said, okay, tell me who you are. Give me my slap on the wrist. Right. You know what I mean? Why are yeah. you concocting this whole fucking thing yeah. 
it's a, it's a, you know what I mean? And like, listen, I've seen cops dress up as garbage men to dig through garbage to right. try to build a case. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, it, this is what happens. I, I, this shit does cut close to the bone. <laughs> like, I don't even want to say why, but like, this shit just really cuts close to the bone. No, that's fine. Yeah. Because like, when I don't know, like, they, I feel like they portrayed this story in a in a factual in a factual way. Yeah. I just, you know what I mean? Like the cops. They really fucked this guy over. Yeah. You know what I mean? It was a really but shitty really situation. Now he just does commu- like he didn't get Well, punished. no, the judge bailed him out. He the got judge a yeah. verdict. If the judge doesn't Te- he was, bail him he out, he was supposed to get 10 bail. joints. Uh, the yeah. ma- ma- mandatory minimum was 10 I was years. I like screaming at that point. So. I thought it was 20. Was it 20? I thought he said 10. Might he have been 20. Oh, I'm sorry. You're right. He says 120 months. I'm sorry. That's 10 right. years. Yes, it well, is. And it was, then that yeah. must have been I'm a federal case. Yeah, and I was, it, it yes. had to have been a federal case because they were all federal guys that yes. nabbed him. It was him. Homeland Security And it was guys coming from another... Because yeah, I was Rico. thinking, why are these fucking... Uh, why? I, I was, for a second just now, I was thinking it was local. But no, it had to be federal. Yeah. And especially when you say 120 months. that Some yeah. states do that. A lot of states will say, you know... Uh, They'll sentence you in years or, you know, 18 months if they right, give you a yeah. year and a half or, yeah. you know. I just remember the judge when he was, explaining, he was explaining the mandatory minimum. He said it in a weird way that he said like 120 months. That's because he's a federal okay. judge and he's used to right. spewing yeah. that out. Yeah. But we that's, talked about that a lot on our podcast, how they do it in months always. To right. It's away. a financial thing. Oh, so it? it's they get money from the government for every six months that someone's incarcerated. Oh, okay. So you notice how... A lot of sentences will be 18 months. Yes. 30 months. Yeah. You know what I mean? Two and a half years. You know what I'm saying? Like they always try to add on that extra half a year so they could get that extra. And it's sizable. It's depending on what, you know, depending on what level (laughs) prison you're in per person. It's it could be anywhere from 30 to 90,000 to 120,000 dollars a year. 150 if you're in close custody. So, I mean, we're talking. I mean, and not I'm talking like every six months. Sure. So it, it. it's quite a lot of money. Right. So instead of that, he gets 60 days and he gets five years probation and mixed with community service doing the and Habitat for Humanity. Right. Mm. That's weird. Yeah. Where now he's like a pseudo star, like this under. Yeah. Star, like, yeah. I mean, uh, between the GQ article that kicked all this off, now he's got a Netflix documentary, which uh, somebody will make a movie about it. Yeah, like a well, film. See, this is the thing. This yeah, is, I could see like Jack Black or something playing him. Well, this is the thing, right? I, I Do you feel, because the way that this movie is shot, it's very cinematic. They do a lot of reenactments. Yeah, it it feels like it's doing like that. A lot of the articles I read were like, oh, no need to to make this into a movie. Yeah, that, they already, already did it. Done. it. I'm it's, like, it's too anticlimactic. They would need to add some, like, they would really need pepper and some murder, honestly, for this yeah. movie. A movie in this day and age. Yeah. I need to see someone's head fucking explode yeah oh we can't find a shovel someone gets impaled by a shovel <laughs> right. two seconds later yeah i'm walking out of that fucking theater yeah and it, listen it, i've <laughs> seen them make movies out of dumber cases or smaller stuff yeah because oh this is yeah. the interesting thing did you feel because the, uh, the it's maybe it's maybe like a hundred and 
it's like an hour and 25, hour and 30, yeah. this movie. And I felt like they did so much slow-mo, so much so much of those true crime documentary things to kind of slow the pace. Well, and I, I was trying like, to go by slowly. There's not a lot of meat on this bone. No, there really <laughs> isn't. It could have been an hour. Oh, it could have been 40 minutes. It was fluff. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Exactly. It could have been an episode on another show. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. It, it, it could have been a half-hour thing if yeah. they really broke it down. But no, they right. did a lot of sweeping cinematic shots. And like, yeah. like I said, I'm, you know, trying to... Yeah. You know, I'm trying yeah. to do, you know, regular job yeah. things. You know what I mean? I just became a drone uh, drone pilot yeah. and shit. So I noticed all the drone shots and all the crazy, right. yeah. you know, huge cinematic, you yeah. know, shots that they were taking. It right. was like, what the fuck is it? Why? Why? Right. Which they purposely did because he oh, actually yeah. got like a cinematographer that's like a, a more not used to like that documentary style mm-hmm. interview stuff. He wanted to go full cinematic because that was his background and that's what they were going to do. I thought it was super cool. Yeah. I liked it. There are there are a lot of cool moments and a lot of cool shots in it, but uh, ultimately, I did feel that there was was a lot of fluff. Mm, that, absolutely, that so much easily fluff. could have been an hour. Yeah, yeah, a guy could have told you the- that story at a bar. In a beer, you know yeah. what I mean? Oh my God. Man, I gotta tell you this. And he's like going to get the fucking coke and then right. the fucking fishing rod and that guy's silk shirt. Yeah, All exactly. All that shit. Dude. Drawing it out. Like, yeah. Shoes, Showing the shoes. Somebody, yeah. Shoe. yeah. How many times do I have to see this guy uh, chewing tobacco and spitting into a catering uh, right? bottle? That uh, and that guy. junkie. And how many times hope. do I have to see him curl up into the fetal position know, while right. he talks about how unfair it was? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was unfair. Don't get me wrong. Oh, for sure. Dead air too, like just them going. It was fucked up, you know. Yeah, <gasps> yeah, and like breathing all fucking weird. Yeah, yeah, it was yeah, it was some bullshit, man. Didn't no. need that. I, I think and, that uh, like turtle paused. fucking turtle fucking. Yeah, who directed this? Brian Bargainer. Yeah, there was a lot of turtle fucking. <laughs> they had that graphic like, <laughs> when they were talking about how slow the, the oh, process yeah, 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 was. Yeah, yeah. They had a full on watching turtles like circle around and yeah. then fuck each other. Yeah. Hey, it was tastefully done. <laughs> I, I even forgot about that. Fucking goddamn turtle fucking. I'm like, the one person like who I would think would not forget that is you. Because <laughs> the guy was so dumb. It was so I fucking mind numbing. Uh, well, at least it was in the you know the the criminal proceedings part of that. That's where I thought I was actually hooked back in because I was yep. like, okay. Clearly, this guy's gonna get caught in some bullshit. Where is it? Yeah, I was waiting yeah. for something even crazier when, like, someone gets like fucking murdered over, and he's like, Whoop, "Whoops, the daisies!" Yeah, exactly. You know, like, doesn't even get it. But like, I think the tone of the movie is so like kind of you know painting as this weird folktale garbage. This it's well, that's why they call it the legend. You're not gonna of believe Cocaine this Island. shit. Yeah, it's literally what the guy says because they're not taking it seriously they're just like this guy got caught in some bullshit it's not like you had these moments where it's like these tearjerker moments where he disappointed his family or his wife left him or any of these everybody stands by him he did only 60 days it's not like it's 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 the story it's not the result exactly he's gonna be doing stand-up comedy in two uh, years <laughs> he'll be doing a bam margera tour yeah, before you know Daniels. he'll be throwing yeah. glasses at fucking vinnie beetle and fucking yeah. no, time. <laughs> no time smashing with the heineken bottle hell yeah, yeah. dude no it was it, they fucking they definitely uh that was that was absolutely entrapment and i'm glad that that judge had the wherewithal to be like you know what this fucking poor guy yeah you know yeah and I mean, I from and I didn't I know that two only two pounds of it was actually viable cocaine. Yeah, I really didn't that know that. So they, so. And they said that the way it was packaged, that it seemed like it was government packed. Hmm. I guess the contents too. So 
it, it gets very suspect. And those are things, obviously, that are, you know... Caution, you Making know, a cocaine not dealer. made into the documentary. Too. Yeah, of course. So that way you can kind of tell the tale. Yeah. So one of the other things I wanted to say uh, as well, they I don't know if it's it's cheeky, but at the end they really make it seem like because of maybe how they discovered it, the picture and everything else, they were saying, "Oh, looks a little light, whatever." Do you buy into this that you think that the cocaine's still there? And do you think it's irresponsible of the documentary people to be like, hey, it might still be there? They gave the longitude and latitude. I thought, well, I thought not for nothing, like, what's to say they even went and got it and they just showed up with a bunch of bricks? With that new information that you told me about the the cocaine being subpar and government packaged, that came out of fucking, that came out of lockup somewhere. That came out of evidence. That's why they had the meet in Jacksonville probably last second because that's where they could get that much coke. Sure. Exactly. Or, yeah. I don't know why they wouldn't just put like fucking bags of sugar like this fucking. Because yeah, he wasn't gonna. Why wouldn't they just meet where they always meet at this fucking bar that they always go to? Like, yeah, that's how setups work. Exactly. I know. Exactly. They take you out of your comfort zone. Yep. You know what I mean? You don't know where to look, Pressure what to look times, for. You're in a huge fucking rush. Exactly. You don't really look at your surroundings. Yeah, you're not thinking. You're just thinking. No, you're I need to get adrenaline. this money plus the adrenaline. This guy's never. Adrenaline. This guy's never seen. 32 kilos of cocaine right or two million dollars in drugs however you want to look at it right yeah i mean jesus christ that's a lot of fucking drugs i've seen a lot of drugs yeah mountains of marijuana literally tables full of cocaine right i've never seen that much right never yeah, that is an, uh, an obscene amount of coke. Sure. Seventy pounds. Time. That's a, for your first time. The adrenaline. The I can't even imagine the thoughts going through his head. Right. You just wanna. You just wanna get it done. Eight ball sounds like a lot. You know right. what I mean? Yeah. I'm like, I don't know. People, yeah. You know, three and a half grams to some people are like, <gasps> you yeah. know, Jesus Christ. Yeah. Let alone an ounce. You know what I mean? Right. Jesus. You know, most people who use cocaine have never even seen an ounce of cocaine. Right. So with that said, though, because there are a and this a is million thirty two thousand ounces. Do you think that this is going to cause a problem? Absolutely. That people are going to go searching for this shit now that they put that out there. I think so. Well, I mean, everything was going swimmingly in Puerto Rico before this, <laughs> so. They yeah. could they could honestly use the tourism. Yeah. <laughs> I, and those lobsters, clearly, you yeah. know, Seriously. huge lobsters that you get for the value alone just to make the flight, man. Hell That's yeah. Doing it. No, yeah. I this is what I think. I think that there could still possibly be cocaine down there. I think that they might have opened a Pandora's box. Yeah. I think they definitely opened a Pandora's box cuz there's a bunch of idiots. Luckily, um, most of the idiots too. won't yeah, be able exactly. to afford the trip to Puerto Rico. Right. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because it takes some logistical planning. They needed a guy need, like you don't this. Need a passport, though. Right. No, you do not. But they needed a guy like this that could kind of put connect the dots that they couldn't connect because they're just fuck up criminals. Right. You know what I mean? Like you, the, the only way that could have ever worked out is if it was brought to someone with a distribution and trafficking network already in place right somebody who yeah, already like had a local don or something gave yeah. it to him the guy would have been more than happy to kick him a couple hundred thousand here right. you go boom yeah. you know what i'm saying and then you don't have to worry about nothing yeah. you know what i'm saying yeah. you just gotta 
but you, they would have to have it. Du- they'd have to have it. They'd have to have it dug up first. Sure. You know what I mean? Like yeah. you got to have some proof. Like, oh yeah, this is totally worth. Yeah, it's yeah. totally real. But I mean, there's definitely ways. There's ways that they could have pulled it off. All they had to do was befriend a local, have that local guy. You know, you got to stay down there and watch him. But right. you know, you could do that from more of afar. Right. Have him fucking take care of things close. He can't do shit with it. You nah. give him a small bit of money. You give him three grand. You made his you made his world. Yeah. His whole life has changed. Yeah. You know what I mean? Now you got means to get the fucking cocaine without being totally suspect. Right. right? Now, what do we do? All right, well, let's think. Planes. Well, there's a lot of shit with planes. What's the easiest way to get into a country? Hmm. Florida's got, I don't know, a billion line uh, miles of coastline. Yeah. Yeah. Why don't exactly. we just get a fucking boat? A yeah. puddle jumper, yeah. Yeah. I don't know what the the distance is between Puerto Rico and and I know uh, Cuba's like ninety miles. Though. Even if it's fucking so, like three hundred well, miles, that's why that's the closest one. But that's why I was thinking Puerto Rico. I thought was a little farther. farther yeah. yeah, I don't know how much farther, but still, yeah. it's doable. Sure. Seriously, you just dump out in like I don't know Fort Lauderdale or some shit. Like, mm-hmm. Yeah. Exactly. But again. Rodney is not the guy who's setting this shit up. Yeah. And Andy or any of these other people. No. no. This is way above their pay grade. This is that Some big fish. Bad at planning vacations, you yeah. know? <laughs> well, that's the thing, too. Like, he keeps making it seem like, all right, I got a weekend off from my job. Let's go. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's the big Let's go plan. hunt for cocaine. Like, we got to make sure we get this done the weekend because I got to go back to yeah. my regular like life. My wife thinks detector. I'm on a fishing trip yeah. or whatever. Ugh. Basically, what? And that's how you know, like the dude still had enough money to go to Puerto Rico to go fishing on a whim, right? For one weekend, you can't be doing that bad, bro. No. And that's no. the only way that was. He, it yeah, was if ever that's a believable lie to your wife that you have. If you're in Florida, go yeah, they go to Bimini thing. and they go to fucking all the Keys fishing all the time. He lives on a lake. Yeah, <laughs> he doesn't need to go on these specialty trips. Yeah, you know, right. The, you know what they say about Puerto Rican fish? Yeah. <laughs> Well, apparently their lobsters are legendary. That that's a huge the fucking white lobsters, lobster. Yeah, thing, yeah. Man. but no, man. It, it was ah, God. It was a Florida man. Yeah, looking for cocaine. The only yeah. thing that would it was make the most this Florida thing of all. No, time. it wasn't. If he was looking for thirty-two keys of flock, if he was looking for flocka, that <laughs> would make side of an alligator. That would yeah. make this the most Florida story of all time. Right. You guys want to smoke this meth out of an alligator tooth? Yeah. <laughs> This synthetic meth, yeah, that's always slightly different. Yeah, you know what it's I a mean. Bath bomb, but and will yeah. clearly kill you. Yeah, um, it made this one guy eat a face, but you know yeah. we don't talk I'll tell about you, that. The real hero of this is the Netflix marketing department mm. because this movie was originally titled "White Tide: The Legend of Culebra," and. Lord knows I'm not watching that fucking movie. No fucking way. The Legend way. of Cocaine Island, however, sign me up. Sign once, me up. once that trailer happened, that one guy's on there spouting that southern draw bullshit, mm-hmm. southern fairy tale bullshit, and immediately is just like, You're real you go dig up $2 million if you knew where it was? I was in. <laughs> so kudos, because yeah. that was not 
how this was. Netflix knows how to fucking sell a movie. Oh, now. absolutely. And especially a tale like this. That is they just spun so the simple. net as the biggest stand-up special of the year. Come on, what do you fucking think they could do with Cocaine Island? <laughs> right, exactly. Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it sells itself once you just get like into cocaine. It. Exactly. it sells itself. I never had to try to sell somebody cocaine. You know what I mean? Like Jesus, I got yeah. all this cocaine. I just don't know well, how to get rid of I've it. Tried to buy it. <laughs> I'm like, what's funny is you're basically doing a Chris Rock joke from yeah. like. 20 years that's ago. true that was a <laughs> drugs sell themselves yeah, drugs sell nobody themselves ever had to like try to sell crap of, yeah that's I true i totally uh, forgot about bring that bringing the noise or bigger and blacker yeah. one of them old ones it was hilarious yeah. oh man that was a great bit Do some yeah. more chris rocks material <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> well it'd probably be funnier all right guys man this was a blast <laughs> this is a lot of fun completely nailed it Dude, uh, tell the people so where they can find you guys. They're very funny stand-ups. Plus, you got the podcast. Uh, yeah. Tell them where, where um, they can find you. Fuck. Uh, all my shit, you can find at uh, daddywoke.com. My website, I share it with Ham Clancy, but it's legit just a Google Doc with all of our dates on it. Yeah, I've and, been there. Uh, yeah. We have bullpentherapy.com, and you can find me like at daddy. Pork chops. Mm-hmm. Yep, that's something. Like <laughs> <laughs> I changed it. Yeah, at Dave. Oh, I wrote a book too. Buy my book, please. It's called The Liquor Store Chronicles. Um, I don't know. Just you have to like find it. On, just message me on Facebook. Yeah, it's literally how I've been doing it. But it's hilarious. Where can they find you on Facebook? Just Brian Bargainer. Yeah, it's right? literally just me. Yeah, straight up Brian Bargainer. Yeah. yeah, sorry. Yeah, <laughs> just me. I don't know. I gotta like make it like DaddyWoke.com for sure. I gotta put it up somewhere on there. Mm. Yeah, absolutely, man. I haven't even had a chance to yet. I just like literally was like, hey, my book's for sale. And then people bought it. And I was like, fuck. There you go. <laughs> yeah. That's hey, awesome. Man. Well, it's a great idea, man. All those stories are great. You're already on to a second edition, aren't you? You're already on to a second edition, second aren't you? Second shipment, at least. Yeah, I shipped out like I the first bunch I ordered, like it was like 50. They were gone before I even got. Well, isn't that how book editions work? Like the first printing is like considered the first edition of the book. <laughs> yes. And then the second printing he's on the level of Hemingway. Yeah. yeah. People yeah, yeah, are trying yeah, yeah, to get yeah, yeah, like yeah. a first edition. When yeah, people are talking. <laughs> no, this is they have the books have a S on them. It's a signature series. Ah, yes. Oh, there you go. Well, if you get a signature series, Liquor Store Chronicles, this is a first edition, guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When he's. The Hemingway of dick and pussy and fart jokes. That's right. And eating hot dogs <laughs> and public access. Thank you. You will be upset yeah. that you did not get a piece of this fucking history. Exactly. Yeah. Go to bullpentherapy.com to check out Bullpen Therapy Podcast because it's fucking amazing. Seriously. Um, this is it. It's kind of basically talking about this except... If we were talking to Rodney, I might try to message him. Yeah. Jesus Christ, we need to get Rodney in the we bullpen. Yeah, Have dude. you ever been arrested? I haven't, man. No. Your brother was arrested. episode one. Yeah. <laughs> On these microphones. He's not been arrested. Yeah. <laughs> you should listen yeah. to episode one. Yeah. It's a great story, actually. Yeah. Quite hilarious. He uh, Didn't he tell the cop a joke or something? He told him my joke. He, he got a DUI and he told the cop about my joke about my oh. DUI. <laughs> oh, that. Ca- okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, I didn't realize that. He is, when I think arrest, I think like much It's the weirdest arrest story of all yeah. time because he literally got put up in a hotel. Yeah. No. They're like, well, we could bring you to jail or you have to stay at this Motel 6. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Hmm, I don't right. know. I don't know. It's such a close toss-up. Might as well just right. go to jail, right? <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Oh, yeah, man. The Lucky Till wasn't available? All right. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, he didn't get caught with uh, 32 kilos of cocaine. Yeah. Yeah. 
But the closest he, I, I ever saw was him get put in the back of a police car, but he wasn't arrested. Oh, so. what a fuck! It's yeah. a very white story. Yeah, well, uh, that's the high school. Oh, yeah. well, okay. So it's yeah. There you go. No, yeah. Crazy. I remember those were fun. Oh, See, yeah. they would just bring me behind of uh, uh, Kmart in Bristol, beat the piss out of me, and then leave me back there because <laughs> I only lived a few streets away. Nice. You know. Yeah, that was back when they get away with shit like that. Though now there's cameras everywhere. And, yeah, you know, you know some dickhead would pop up with a camera, like, "Hey, why are you beating Dash that child?" You know what I mean? Body video. cam. You know, you can't just yeah. put boots to a 13 year old in handcuffs anymore. You yeah. know what I mean? Good What's the world coming to? And it's at a shot of Hennessy. That's on right. Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> at a shot of Hennessy or go to a shot of Hennessy.com to check out where you could find me or us with the live shows of Bullpen Therapy. It's always fun, man. Check it out and uh, fucking listen. It's fun. Yeah, how regularly do you guys do the live ones? Once a month. Once a month. The next one's April 12th. Mm-hmm. It's me, uh, me, Ham, Clancy, and Sean. Uh, we just go up there. And it's and always at... The pickle stand, the usually, usually at the pickle no, stand. A, another, we did it at a theater once, but that was really it. Yeah. yeah. We basically do it at the pickle stand. Yeah, we just work the crowd. People come in and out, and that's it. Sweet. Yeah, it's a lot of fun. It's usually like a three-hour show. We just fuck with people. Awesome, man. Hell yeah. So April 12th, come down to the pickle stand. Middletown, Connecticut. It's on Main Street. Always fucking fun. They got corned beef. It's dank. Great sandwiches. On stage. Amazing beer. And uh, if you got an arrest story you want to tell or you want to just yeah, hear we'll one. Let anyone come talk in the microphone. That's, that's it. Sure. We, awesome. we allow that to happen. And if you just have a, cr- a question for a convict, fucking yeah. come down and ask a convict. I have plenty <laughs> of prison experience. Um, so I am qualified. Yeah. That's why I'm here today. Um, so thanks for having us, man. This is right, fucking so much, this is amazing. Awesome. Hell yeah, a lot of fun. And guys, go find that cocaine. Seriously. It's up to you. <laughs> Keep the Get dream alive. Cards. That's right. Don't do it like he did, though.